0: Hey everybody and welcome to episode 13 of the Time Out with DG podcast. And it's a little different than most that we've had. Because this is a recap of the Texans 51-31 loss to the Kansas City Chiefs that ended their season. That's why you had that little bossa nova piece at the beginning. It's like that music they play when they want to usher people outside of the club, outside of the barge. Okay, the night's ending here. Just get on out, uh, because that's what happened to the Texans. Their season has come to an end. Crushing loss in Kansas City. After the game, I went live on our Facebook page to break this whole thing down. Seth Payne joined me as well, and they had a lot of interviews, a lot of post-game reaction from Bill O'Brien, Deshaun Watson, J.J. Watt. So that's basically what this podcast is going to be. If you missed that, all of our breakdown is going to be right here, right now. So check it out, what we think of the Texans and how they move forward from this defeat. Just come on in. Start the venting session right now, guys. Texans fall to the Chiefs in the AFC Divisional Round, fifty-one to thirty-one. I'm Daniel Goterra here in the KHU Newsroom to talk about this game. Boy, I didn't think we would be in this situation about an hour and a half ago. Um, but we'll dive into all this uh, all this madness that this game had to offer here in a little bit. Uh, again, fifty-one to thirty-one, the final score. Texans lose. The season comes to an end. After a really exciting run there for a little bit in the playoffs, well, at least we had about three and a half quarters of exciting football to talk about. So the Texans got off to a great start in this game, as we all know. And feel free to leave comments, uh, concerns. Like I said, I don't have a psychology degree. I don't, uh, I don't really know if I can dive <laughs> into some of that stuff. But uh, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll vent together. So let's start at the beginning. Texans, Chiefs, I mean, we, we, at the, this morning on our uh, H-Town Rush Sunday morning show, I talked about keys to the game had to start fast. Okay, the Texans started fast. The first game all season where they started this quickly. In fact, 21 points in the first quarter, the most they've ever scored in the first quarter in franchise history. They get it done today on the road. Opening drive touchdown, special teams touchdown, then they take advantage of a fumble deep in Kansas City territory and they score another touchdown. That's 21-0, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, what's happening? In fact, I tweeted that. What is happening? Um, so the Texas get out to a 21 nothing lead They get into the first part of the second quarter. Um, then they drive the ball all the way down, all the way down into Chiefs territory again. And there was a big decision by Bill O'Brien to make. Do you go for it on that fourth and short or do you kick a field goal? It looked like they were going to go for it, but they couldn't get the play call in in time. Bill was very frustrated on the sidelines. He couldn't uh, he couldn't come up with the right play call there or the communication broke down. They came back, talked about it, so they decided to kick a field goal. I didn't have a problem with kicking a field goal at that point. I think you're up 24 to nothing. Everything's kind of rolling in your favor. You, you don't have to kick a field goal. However, the game started changing, not on the ensuing kickoff return and touchdown, because you're still up by 17, when the Texans get the ball back. Obviously, the turning point in this one, the, uh, the fake punt call deep inside Kansas City territory. Um, right off the top, I'm going to give you my, uh, my opinion on it. I thought the play call was the right play call, but I don't think you can call it in that situation. Um, you had all the momentum in the world. Kansas City had not proven at that point in the game that they could drive on your defense yet. Yeah, there were a couple of drop passes. They, uh, they couldn't get anything going offensively. Forced them to do something on that side of the ball. Punted deep. Your punter's been great all season. Brian Anger has been great. But Bill decided to roll the dice. Riverboat Bill O'Brien right there. The play call was good. It took too long to get in. It, they took too long to execute it. They were on the line of scrimmage for too long. And you know, credit Kansas City's uh, safety Sorensen for making a nice play there um, on that drive. And then from that point forward, it, it was just a complete collapse. Everything fell apart on defense. They couldn't stop anybody. Chiefs, seven straight touchdown drives, uh, which ties or sets an NFL record in the postseason um and it all fell apart as soon as the Chiefs came out 35-24 in that second in that third quarter after halftime kind of had the idea that if the Texans didn't score on that next possession it was it was going to be lights out and that's uh that's exactly what happened so Texans lose 51-31 the final score to Sean Watson played a decent game but then when you fall behind so quickly and that snowball starts rolling it it just it's kind of hard to come back from they had a couple of Three and outs. Um, they couldn't stay on the field for prolonged drives, which was another one of my keys to the game. Keep the offense on the field, run the ball like they were doing it early on in the first quarter. They were getting big chunk plays with Carlos Hyde. They couldn't do that. They couldn't keep that momentum going um, in the second quarter once that Chiefs offense started rolling. And that's the thing about playoff football. You don't, you have to gauge momentum in those situations. So it's not just about looking at the scoreboard. It's not about, all that. especially if you're on the road, a head coach has to kind of see where the teams are, the fans, the crowd. And that's why that fake punt call was so poor, poorly timed, I think. Because, you know, you run the risk, obviously, that the Chiefs stop it. They did. They score a couple of plays later. And then it's a 10-point game, and you're, everybody starts getting a little nervous on those sidelines. So let's take a look at some of the comments here. Um, let me pull this up real quick. Let's see. What do we got? What do we got? Uh, let me pull this up. I'm pulling. Oh, here we go! Wow, 118 comments. Oh boy, here we go. Let's see. <clears throat> why do we keep uh, Michael Robinson? Here we go. Why? Why do we keep a coach that gets out? Coach. I'm tired of having uh, having a coach be out. Coach. Okay. Well, um, that's going to be the topic of conversation all off season. Um, up until that point, up until that fake punt, you. Everyone was happy with Bill. Special teams were great. Special teams were excellent all season long until after that, and then it kind of broke down. Um, special teams were great. The play calling was creative. They uh, they were mixing in Will Fuller um, very well. They had you know Tony Romo was drawing it up during the broadcast. They had confused some of the looks. Kansas City was a little confused as to what the Texans were going to throw at them. Um, but then that that call that call is going to loom large. I think in the The history of Houston football. This is going to be called the fake punt game. Um, We talked about one Houston franchise blowing a big playoff lead. Now uh, a second one does twenty-four to nothing. When you lead twenty-four to nothing, you can't lose that game. Okay. Um, There's a lot of uh, (laughs) there's a lot of angst against the head coach, Um, and honestly, I don't think the Texans are going to do much when it comes to that position Um, because. It's really hard to get rid of a coach when you get to the AFC divisional round. You have a 24-0 lead. Uh, you've won the division for the last five years. From their position, this is a franchise that doesn't make those bold type of moves, um, those reactionary type of moves, judging by one or two decisions that are made on the field. We, we haven't seen that in the past, so I, I don't know if that's going to happen, although a lot of the fan base would like that to happen. Now, they, make changes. they may make changes defensively. Um, talking about the defense... You know, they were aided early on by a couple of drop passes from Kansas City. You know, they actually, <laughs> I know a lot of this stuff came in garbage time, but let's take a look at some of the stats. Um, Texans had more yards, uh, but the yards per play for Kansas City, every time Kansas City got the ball, they were getting chunk plays on offense. They averaged over 7.5 yards per play in this game, which is which is just brutal as a defense. You can't allow that. Penalties became a big problem for the Texans. Undisciplined after that 24 nothing start. They had seven penalties for 87 yards. Um, They wanted to control time of possession. They were early on because of Carlos Hyde. They were picking up first downs on the third and shorts. They were moving the sticks when they had to. They still won the time of possession battle, but forget it. They had more plays than Kansas City, but it came down to those chunk plays. Every time Kansas City got the ball, Patrick Mahomes was finding guys wide open down the field. Travis Kelsey was one of them. He just just tore up the Texans' defense. Lonnie Johnson tried his best. He got dinged up there in the second quarter, um, but uh, they just couldn't keep that momentum rolling. He scored three touchdowns in the second quarter by himself, did Travis Kelsey. Just didn't have an answer for him. Um, let's see, a lot of these. Oh, hey, there's a comment on here that my hair looks good. So there is a positive out of all this. Thank you. Appreciate that person for saying that. I a uh, little pep in my step. Thank you. Uh, I, I kid because we're all we're all sad, right? Uh, uh, James Thomas fire Romeo Crinnell. Um Like I said, if, if there are going to be changes to the coaching staff that that's where it might happen on the defensive side. Romeo um, at times this year just didn't have the personnel that he wanted um, losing to Sean Gibson. to IR really hurt this team, although Lonnie Johnson did kind of step up a little bit here early on in this game. Um, but not having him in the back was tough uh, in this game. And, you know, Kansas City does so much. They move so many receivers around. They run crossing routes. They run those uh, pick plays, the legal pick plays that can get that, the receivers open. They did that very effectively uh, once they got that offense rolling in the second quarter. It's still crazy for me to think they scored seven straight touchdowns. Uh, somebody wrote me on Twitter and said, I don't think I've ever seen a team I don't think I've ever seen a team give up a 24-0 lead that quickly. My response was because they don't watch Northwestern football. Um, I've seen that many times, sadly, but uh, not in the NFL. That usually does not happen in the NFL. So here we are. Poor play calling. Steve Martin says poor play calling. Um, Michael Tinsley bringing up the Oilers. We don't want to talk about the Oilers. That's the franchise that's actually going to be playing for the AFC title game. and I think that probably adds to the frustration of this whole thing, right? Uh, The story was too perfect. It was, it was right there for the Texans to bring this thing back home, to host the franchise that left for their first trip to the Super Bowl. And I hadn't realized it, that during the game, they mentioned that this was the 298th game of the franchise. So the Super Bowl would have been game number 300 for this franchise. It, would have, it just would have been the perfect script. And I think that kind of adds to the frustration that a lot of Texans fans are feeling. Um, let's keep going here. Let's see, twenty-point loss when you have a twenty-four-point lead—that's never happened in NFL history. JJ um, Watt, somebody bringing up JJ Watt. Um, you know, JJ I, I, gave his best out there. Uh, there were times when the, the Chiefs were rolling; that offense was really humming. That you could tell the lack of playing for eight weeks—that um, we he couldn't—he he, he was having a tough time kind of keeping up. The pass rush just wasn't there. That's where Romeo Creel needed to get a little bit more creative. We didn't see much from Whitney Merciless. Uh, JJ was usually double teamed, which has to free up somebody else to come in and make some plays, but that, it just, it wasn't happening. It wasn't happening at all. So uh, let's, uh, uh, no, Bill O'Brien is actually talking right now, but no, we, we, yeah, we will try to get some of that sound up. Uh, you tune into KHU 11 news here in a little bit. Um, and we can break, Will uh, Jason Bristol, Seth Payne will be on the air here shortly right after the CBS Post Game Show if we have time to get on the air to talk about this thing. And hopefully we'll get some reaction from Bill O'Brien, uh, who was obviously uh, upset about the results uh, in this one. <laughs> Julio Saldana, it's time to get reactionary. That's right. That's what we're going to do for a good couple of weeks here. We're going to react to this uh, this loss. Uh, Ray McDonald McCampbell said Kansas City wanted it more. I don't know if it was that. I think it's one of those things in sports where momentum, like I talked about earlier, I think you you have to gauge not only the players on the field, but you have to gauge momentum in a big situation like that. And again, I, I want to hear from you. Like that fake that fake punt call. Like I said at the beginning, I like the play call, but they had to have called it earlier in the snap count. Get that. That get that ball out to Justin Reed to make a, a mad dash to the first down. Sorensen for Kansas City, their safety made a nice play. It was one-on-one on the outside. If Reed makes a miss, the, the drive would have been uh, ongoing. But the other question was, a lot of people were wondering, why not go for it fourth and short instead of kicking the field goal when you're up 21-0? Like I said, I didn't have a problem there because you're still scoring points. And At that point in the game, the crowd was completely out of it. You didn't think Kansas City had a prayer coming back in that game, although there was still about ten minutes left in the second quarter, so let's see, let's see what we got. Um, yeah, again, a lot of angst towards the head coach. Be interested to see what he says about those fake calls. Again, we'll try to have, we'll have all this reaction, all the coverage on Sports Extra tonight after the newscast. Uh, so we'll break the whole thing down. Seth Payne, Matt Musel's in Kansas City. We'll hear a reaction from the locker room too on what took place. Um, how did it turn south so quickly and easily? And I think that's the most shocking part. That last word there, uh, Linda Hogue, was saying easily. Boy, it looked, it looked too easy. It was like hot knife, a hot knife through butter there for Kansas City. I mean, big play after big play. Um, and the Chiefs just, I mean, the Texans had no answer. They, I mean, Kelsey was running wide open. Three touchdowns in the second quarter. Then the wide receivers didn't drop passes. They were running good routes. But guys were, it was a miscommunication we saw late in the game. The veteran safety Adams, he has seen a lot of football in his life. But the tight end was wide open. He just was totally lost on that play. So that's uh, that was another tough uh, tough pill to swallow. The fact that Kansas City scored so easily in this thing. Um, let's take a look at some of the other stats for you stat junkies out there. Um, Deshaun Watson, 31-52, of 52, 388 yards and two touchdowns. He also ran for 37 yards, three total scores for him. He got sacked four times in this one. Um, everything is really just made worse by the fact that that second quarter just completely fell apart. Um, I, it, was, it was shocking to see the way they started. Uh, you can see that script, right? We talked about that perfect script. Uh, leading into a possible AFC title game. Texans start fast. They hadn't started fast all year. Uh, a guy like Barcavius Mingo comes up and blocks the punt. So you're thinking, oh, okay, that trade for Jadavian Clowney. So Bill O'Brien's kind of playing the long game, and it played out here. Barcavius Mingo comes up with a big block punt, and they score. Lonnie Johnson scores. And then a turnover. Tyree Kill fumbles the ball on a punt return. I mean, so you're like. Or what, what is what's what's happening here? This this is meant to be, and the fact that it was so easy for the Chiefs to come back and win this thing—that's that's the most frustrating part. Bill O'Brien just wrapped up his uh, press conference here in a little bit. Uh, Deshaun Watson probably expected at the podium. We'd expect JJ Watt to speak up there as well. Uh, that's what usually happens. Uh, maybe even DeAndre Hopkins will come up to the podium. But again, if we're able to get on the air, tune in KHOU 11 News. If you want to stay right here, we'll keep talking about this game right now. Um, Billy Williams, we need to change, uh, we need to change, uh, Texans, let's see, <laughs> John Story, hopefully our XFL team coaching isn't as clueless as our NFL team. Well, we have to wait a couple of weeks for that. June Jones and the <laughs> XFL Roughnecks will be starting here soon. They'll be running that run and shoot offense, so that'll be fun to watch, but we're talking Texans now. Um, Juan Gonzalez comes down to coaching. Aretha Broughton, good year overall. And I think that's where the split in the fan base exists. Um, yeah, it's a good year. I mean, you want to get into the dance every year. If you're not in the dance and you don't have a shot at getting to the ultimate prize, but when When do you? Ex- when, when is getting to the dance not the bar, right? So the players have said all along, "Yeah, we're going to win a Super Bowl. Bill O'Brien talks about that. Front office is so always got to win a Super Bowl. But they're in a tough spot, right? So now what do you do with, the coaching situation. That's why I don't think there's going to be a change at head coach. I think there's going to be a change maybe with his uh, assistance. Offense, I don't think you can fault the offense today. I think they they did what they had to do. They came out. They made some plays early on. They controlled the game. But then once that momentum starts going in the opposite direction, they did have to make some plays that they didn't make. There were a couple of drops on the Texans side that were plaguing the Chiefs early on. But the, the front office has to decide when is a move going to have to be made? So is the confidence factor there that Bill O'Brien can take this team past this round? From all the fans that I've spoken to, that confidence factor is not there. They, they don't have it. Although today's start was so promising. We hadn't seen that in a long time. We definitely hadn't seen a start like that on the road from a Bill O'Brien team. I don't think ever. And he's been here now six years. So uh, we'll see what they decide to do coaching wise in the offseason, but that's definitely a question moving forward. You have to remember, they don't have a first round pick the next couple of years. They're going to have to improve this team through free agency, which is possible. A lot of teams do that, but they don't have that young talent coming in to develop. So they're going to have to come from the outside and bring guys in. Now they do have, I believe, a culture that pe- guys want to be a part of. Bradley Roby came in. He was a solid member of this team. He came in and was a dynamic player. Hopefully he stays around because they need some help in the secondary. So guys like that—that's exactly what they're going to have to bring in. Um, so let's see what else. Shane Moore, bad secondary plays. Chiefs were getting yards in huge chunks. We talked about that. They averaged over seven and a half, seven and a half yards per play, per play in the end. That's that's something you see in college. You don't see that in the NFL. And uh, the Chiefs look like a college offense out there. I just—it's such a hard pill to swallow when you score the first 24 points and then you give up 41 straight. I mean that is—that's just wild. And I never, I never thought I'd see that. So, uh, Martin Ramirez, <clears throat> so disappointed. But overall, a good year. Let's see. Um, no answers need, co- need coaches. <laughs> Danny Westheimer, I want to fight the defensive coordinator. I think Romeo can maybe put up a good fight. He's, uh, he's seen a lot of, he's seen a lot of uh, football. But I think, like I mentioned, their personnel – This year kind of hampered what Romeo wanted to do. Now, I thought today they should have brought a lot more pressure. They weren't getting the pressure they were getting last week towards the end of that game with their front four. Although Charles Amenhue was really good. He He was all over that right tackle, right guard for the Chiefs. He was getting pressure more consistently than anybody else. But it wasn't there the way you needed to to beat a guy like Patrick Mahomes. He had all day to throw. He was able to get outside the pocket. They lost contain multiple times. Uh, linebackers couldn't keep up with the receivers out of the backfield and running backs out of the backfield. So um, they needed to bring a little bit more pressure. I think that's where Romeo Cornell would probably want some of these play calls back. Um, <laughs> Richard is State Farm. Well, they need to uh, – Texas wish they had some insurance in that performance today, no? Um, Darlene Manning, they choke every time they go to the playoffs. Um And Dave Yelovich started with the fake punt, then bad play calls, could not adjust. And, yeah, I I do believe that's where it all started, the fake punt. Because if you punt deep there, it's 24-7. If Kansas City drives the length of the field on you right there, they're going to still eat up a little bit of clock. But the fact that Kansas City got the ball at, I believe it was just inside the 40-yard line off of that fake punt, they scored three, four plays later, and all of a sudden it's a 10-point game. And now the offense. Now the onus goes back on the offense to stay on the field. And while they did a little bit of that, they just they couldn't they couldn't get the momentum going like they wanted to. Um, oh, and then we haven't we haven't talked about the fumble on the uh, on the return, the kick return as well. Um, that was that just can't happen. You can't have those moments. You can't turn the ball over on the road like that against a team in Kansas City with the explosive team. DeAndre Carter, he's had some nice plays this year, but that. Dad was a moment that he's going to remember for a very, very long time. Um, uh, let's see. Life as a Houston sports fan. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? What other comments? Still love the Texans. <laughs> we, were, uh, we were talking about that on our Sunday morning show. How would, this, uh, how would a possible Super Bowl run rate up against an Astros World Series run, and we uh, we thought that the, you know, this, this is a football town, honestly. This would have actually gone crazy. So Bill O'Brien's actually talking right now. We're getting some of that reaction. So we'll see if we can uh, relate that to you. Just, uh, games of Bill O'Brien talking about this was a game of momentum. These playoff games are games of momentum, So, and that's uh, that's what we saw. Once the Chiefs got that on their side, they get that... Really loud, crowded Arrowhead on their side. Then that's it's going to go. It's going to go in the Chiefs' favor. So now it'll be the Chiefs and the Titans in the AFC title game next week. Uh, Tennessee beating New England on the road, beating Baltimore on the road. Um, I talked with Warren Moon on Friday about that Tennessee team, whether or not that that's a squad that has a chance to really. Make some more noise, go to the Super Bowl. I mean, they play a brand of football that wins in the playoffs. They run the ball consistently. They don't make mistakes. They don't turn the ball over. They haven't been doing that. Um, and that's what they've had to do to win games. Now, the Texans did that early on in this, in this game, but they couldn't continue uh, that formula of success later on. Um, another, person, another person calling for Romeo Cornell. Um, let's see. <laughs> Nasario Muro saying clean the house. New staff all around. Uh, Titans coaches in his second or third year. He's already advancing past O'Brien. We saw Frank Wright do that last year with the Colts. Um, so we have to we have to see where this organization goes from here. They have the star players at place. They have to decide what they're going to do with Will Fuller. Um, Will Fuller is a guy that you saw how he changed the game when he was on the field today. Uh, The offense is totally different, whether it's running the ball, whether it's passing the ball, different routes that they can run. Will Fuller was tremendous this season when he was on the field. He's just got to stay healthy. I think because of that potential, they bring him back. I think he's got that big play ability. If he can stay on the field consistently, look out. The Texans offense could be good. One of my other keys to the game was get creative, and we saw that early on from Bill. But then, later on, he tried to get creative when it didn't have to be. We saw Kenny Stills on a reverse wide receiver pass. It didn't work. He got sacked. Uh, so there were moments where you have to judge where, you're, where to use your creativity, and Bill O'Brien didn't do that very well down the stretch. So, um, okay, more people bringing up the fake punt. Um, you don't do that on that side of the field. So, like I said, we, uh, we will have a lot more reaction to this on Sports Extra. From Kansas City, our Matt Musel is there getting reaction from the players in the locker room. Uh, we will hear from Bill O'Brien, Sean Watson, hopefully J.J. Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, all those guys and what they thought about this game. It'll be interesting to see what those guys on defense say when you're up against an offense that just is seemingly unstoppable uh, like the Kansas City offense was there in that game. So um, let's see what else we have. That's what else do we got here, guys. Uh, we can um, we can let's see yeah uh, if Bill O'Brien's off we can we can roll it. Audio
1: is really bad at the very beginning for about the first Okay, we, we eight minutes or
0: so? Okay, we we're trying it? to get some Bill O'Brien sound for you right now from the podium. Um, let's see some more of the comments here. Uh, poor play calling. <laughs> Dom Nelson Bill Bill O'Brien's the best coach in the NFL, yeah. which is the only comment. Um, that I think reads that way. Sad. Bill's got to go. We love our team no matter what. Um, Let's see. Blowing a 24-point lead and losing by 10 is inexcusable for a coach, really for a team, especially at the NFL level. And Lose by 10 and lost by 20. Um, uh, Let's see. What else? Once we get that Bill O'Brien sound up and running, we can hopefully play that for you guys, the audio from the podium. Let's see. Do we have it? All right. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's try okay, I think we're going to go to Bill O'Brien here real quick uh, from Kansas City.
1: It was a fourth down. I just decided to kick the field goal. Yeah, he's a great player. I mean, uh, hard to stop him. Got a great offense. um you know, just didn't, uh, didn't do anything to really stop them. Bill, hey, is this any tougher? for you 24 nothing, it gets away to make it any more painful? Yeah, I mean, 24 nothing was a really good lead, like no doubt about it, but um, I don't think any lead is safe versus these guys, and that's why we felt like we, I mean, we needed 50 points, and uh, we weren't able to do that. How about the way your defense played it. I mean, you know, I, you know, obviously we gave up a lot of points, so not very good. Was there anything about the fake play that you felt they were susceptible to? Yeah, we we felt like we, we had a look and uh, it just uh, didn't work. Phil, so you guys have had some really tough <clears throat> playoff losses since since you've been here. 30 Chiefs, twenty one seven Colts last year. This game, why should fans believe that it's going to get better with you as the head coach? Uh, I feel, you know, I feel like we're in the right. Uh, we're moving in the right direction. Uh, I think we did a lot of good things this year. Not enough, obviously. Um, feel good about uh you know where we're headed you always say you often say it's on you you have to coach better is is a loss like this giving up 51 points being outscored 51 to 7 is that in coaching is that on you yeah i think i think we gotta we definitely have to coach better yep we didn't we didn't do enough uh to put our guys in good good enough positions to make plays we got it. we definitely have to do a better job of coaching what are you plan for cows you know, uh, we tried to uh, place a man on them, tried to double them sometimes, mix in some zone, and just was a tough night. What was your message here prior to that? Not much you can say. You know, I mean, these guys gave great effort this year. Um, they battled hard, and, uh, you know, we just didn't do enough in the end. You're up 24 L, You're up 58-yard kickoff return special teams. to play, play right up to that point. How big was that? Yeah, that was another one that was a that was a tough one. We gave up a big return there. Um, you know, just uh, they they did a better job than we did. Um, you know, on that return, and we just didn't didn't make the play. What, Bill, what would you say to the fans that got so excited about the chance to host a championship game for the first game, Would be 24 points? important Yeah. Um, I must just say, John. You know, we just. Uh, Go back and regroup, and uh, have a good off season, and uh, and show up next year and battle again. You no, know, um, every year is different. Feel like we did some good things this year. It wasn't enough. Um, so not much to say. How is Hopkins' rib injury? What is it saying that he was still able to get on? Yeah, he's a tough guy. Yeah, he definitely had a rib injury, and he he battled the whole night. You guys are you're getting in the divisional round. You're getting close. What's what's holding your your team back? I don't know. I don't know. I think, uh, think we got to look at everything. We've got to look at everything. I'm not sure. I wouldn't be able to answer that right now. But uh, we've got to look at everything. When you're up 24 nothing, 24-7, in your mind, you're still thinking we've got to figure out a way to score 50 points. In the well, I thought I thought we. we had, I definitely thought um, th- you know that we were going to have to score more than 24. Yeah, I did. I think that they're very ex- obviously a very explosive team and. Um, and it just didn't work out. So that's the kind of strategy you had to adopt specifically for an opponent like them? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think when you're when you're going against a team that's, you know, that explosive on offense, you got to try to keep scoring, and we weren't able to do that, you know, and um, so we just we didn't score enough points. So, you know, how this game fleshed out is your position with one loss here as a coach? I mean, uh, I don't know, Mark, you know what I mean? I mean, I think any loss is tough. uh it's a tough loss. I feel bad for the players, um, guys put a lot of work in and we just, uh, we just didn't get it done. Knowing you had to score a lot of points, though, why go for the three on fourth and one? Uh, the how you yeah, um, I felt like I had a first down there and when I didn't, the, you know, again, I just felt like we didn't have a great play there for the fourth down at that point in time. So I felt like it was better to, to kick the three, but that's, you know, very fair question. But I felt, I felt like it was just better to um, kick the field goal there. Do you expect Romeo Cornell to be back this year? Yes, I do. I do expect him uh, to be back. I mean, I think that, you know, we'll talk to all. We'll meet with all the staff members, you know, um, one by one and see where we're at. Um, But, yeah, I I do anticipate him being back. Why didn't you challenge the spot? It's just tough to see a replay upstairs, so it was tough to Mm -hmm. – to tell whether they would overturn that you know I don't think they would have overturned it relative to what I was being told what they saw upstairs Thank you both. <laughs>
0: uh, okay okay Okay. all right we are here we are here back That was Bill O'Brien in Kansas City talking about this and you know this guy sitting next to me Seth Payne former Texan Sports Radio 610 host and our KHOU uh, football analyst so Bill O'Brien saying there, we talked about it before you got here, a lot of folks online saying uh, you've got to get rid of uh, Romeo Cornell. Obviously, that's the instant reaction, right, from, right, a, right, from a defensive right. performance like that. Bill O'Brien said he expects Romeo to be back um, and that he, you know, he, he expected that they had to score more than 24 points in this game. You know, They got out to a fast
2: start, but what are your overall impressions of this one? I would be okay with bringing in new blood. Um, I hesitate to blame Romeo Cornell for the yeah. fact that they don't have enough guys that can cover. They don't have enough guys that can rush the passer. Um, they don't have enough guys on defense that can flat-out play defense. So right. how much is that? Uh, do you want Romeo Cornell to be a wizard? I mean, do you <laughs> want him Do you want him to be a steroid dealer? Right, like, I don't right. know what <laughs> – Well, that's, but, what, that's what I had mentioned earlier. Is yeah. that there's only so much you can do with
0: personnel. Right. Right? right. I mean, because, you know, Tashawn Gibson goes down. That's a, that's a huge loss. Yeah. So they're, there's kind of like moving – die wasn't there today. Mm-hmm. I thought Lonnie Johnson played really well I for thought, the first – quarter and a half yeah. and then he got banged up got and then from that up. point forward things really went south.
2: And I and I think part of it is look look, nobody's gonna cover Travis Kelsey for an extended period of time. At some point you have to get heat on the passer. And they just right. let they let Pat Mahomes be way too comfortable. Yeah. And is that Romeo Cornell's fault? They didn't have a statistically good defense this year. I, I, I think back to two thousand eleven when Bob McNair encouraged Gary Kubiak to hire Wade Phillips as a defensive mm-hmm. coordinator, I don't know why people are talking about Romeo Cornell when they should be talking about Tim Kelly and and Bill O'Brien. You know they have yet to have a good offense. Uh, they have yeah. a, they had an okay offense this year. They weren't a top ten offense. They haven't had a top ten offense right. since Bill O'Brien has been let's call him the offensive coordinator. I don't look. Like, I know Tim Kelly runs the meetings and everything. Sure, sure. But Bill O'Brien's calling. the But with that He's, skill set, you you've gotta
0: you've gotta be better, right? Yeah, I and mean, you've got yeah. the skill players to be more than a top 10, I mean, in yeah. the top 10 offense.
2: Well, Dan Orlovsky was on our radio station. Clint Stern interviewed him uh, Thursday or Friday. And he said what, you know, I believe, which is that many people in the league think that Bill O'Brien is holding back to Sean Watson. Yeah. And I think at times, especially you see it today, you've seen it you've seen it in the first half of the Bills game. There's times when, when the first read is taken away, there's nothing else there for him. Or... He's, he's coming off and, and looking down at the rush. I thought he did a better job of sticking in the pocket today. Yeah. Um, the checkdowns early on were great. I mean, yeah, I thought he did a really yeah. nice job, I mean, recognizing yeah. the defense and what yeah. they were doing, and, and
0: especially that one Carlos Hyde play to pick up the first down
2: there. And it's tough. It, it, this is the kind of game where when you get off to that early deluge of, of scoring, mm-hmm. The defense should be enough to hold on there at that point. And I I hesitate to overly blame Deshaun Watson, although, look, it was mistakes. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It was mistakes by the Chiefs that led to 14 of those points. Yeah. So it's not like the offense really scored 31 points. So uh, I'm sure you talked about it on the air. You were
0: with Jason on the air, and a lot of people are bringing it up here, the fake punt. Right. Um, So my estimation or my analysis of that was I like the play call. The play call
2: itself was good, but it was the wrong time to do it. Is the wrong that kinda- time on your own. And it's just curious, I'm going to show, there's going to be a, a connection between both when they were about to go for the fourth down conversion on fourth and one, deep in Chiefs territory, yeah. there was a timeout and they called it off. There's a connection with that and the fake punt, which is that the decision to go for it may have been correct, but you have to execute the play properly. Yeah. And you could tell on the 4th and 1, Deshaun was not getting the play in or there was some kind of miscommunication. Mm-hmm. That's why O'Brien was so upset it was, about yeah, it afterwards. It was fired up, yeah. And I understand at that point kicking the field goal. But get the process correct. Get the play calling administration right. They didn't do that. Likewise on the fake punt, I am of the philosophy. Now, I don't do this with no, most types of football plays, mm-hmm. Daniel. That's the kind of play where I'll say, I am approve of the fake punt as long as you make it. Because fake punts are really easy to see coming if you yeah. – if you see a tendency that you can exploit, it's pretty simple. Oh, that guy's not covering the gunner. I'm going to throw it to him. Right. And you need to do it quickly. That wasn't executed well. The timing right. was off. So I think those two fourth down situations have a lot in common as to why they didn't work out. And it was it has a lot to do with the speed and efficiency of the play calling and the decision-making on the field.
0: I feel like you still got to give Sorensen some credit yeah. on there because he, he made a nice open field tackle he did, yeah. on him, right? So it was a quick reaction on his part because he it looked like it at first – Justin had the edge, yeah. right, but Sorensen came up and, and made a sometimes, big play. But then from that point forward, lights out. I right. mean, it all fell apart.
2: Right, and that's where I – if they had lost by 7 points or 14 points yeah. even how – many, how many was it? 20. Twenty. Yeah. Um, Keep going. I might have said... They didn't cover, uh, Seth. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> simple math that I couldn't get. Um, there, there is something to be said that, hey, that was the key point in the game. But really, I think it was, if anything, that was just the big roadside that said, hey, here we go. This yeah. is where the deluge is going to bring begin in the other direction. So is
0: that what makes it... Tougher to swallow here for this one is the fact that Kansas City made it look so easy after yeah. they were up 24 to nothing, or it was just the fact that they blew the 24. I mean, I think they're uh, maybe did, they go yeah. hand in hand, right, a little bit, because it was so easy. Seven seven, seven straight touchdown six. drives. In it a was row. like a knife through butter. Almost eight. Yeah, and frankly, big chunk
2: plays. I mean, we, they average yeah. seven and a half yards per play. I, Seven and a half per Seven play? and a half. That's a college That's ridiculous. number. Look, yeah. it's a, usually about five, five and a half yards per play is the average offense. So seven and a half yards per play is huge. That's where the Texans That's were, by way, the way. Five that? and a half. Five and a half. <laughs> oh, well, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, there you go, right. fellas. <laughs> <laughs> but seven, oh. yeah, there was 7.6 was the actual number. I want to tell you something else. Romo is my favorite color commentator. I feel like he was off his game today. There were several times during the game, you guys will recall the one time he said, well, you can tell, they're showing pressure and they're gonna bring it. And then they dropped yeah. everybody out and it was a four-man rush. There was that, there was a time where, remember when he said, hey, Andy Reid's about to run something special yeah. here and he didn't run it? And then he said, well, they were gonna run probably this, <laughs> it was a double screen, it was a double running back oh. screen. Like, that's the kind of thing that sometimes coaches tell a guy in production meetings to help him oh, yeah. out or they see it in practice. They're not supposed to talk about it. So, <laughs> right. so okay. Andy Reid's going to find out that hey, Romo Romo told yeah. everybody about that double well, run. Well, they're going to watch that, that tape all, all week screen. long, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Um,
0: And I think that maybe the other frustrating part was that the story was too perfect, right? It would have yeah. been too perfect to go uh, oh. up against the Titans here at home oh, in the AFC yeah. title game. I, I, I said during this broadcast earlier that it would have been the 300th game. The Super Bowl would have been the 300th game in franchise history.
2: And that would have been the Super Bowl. That would have been the Super Bowl. I think also so like the story was too perfect. It was, that's yeah. that, that's
0: what worried me kind of going in. It excited me a little bit more, but it worried me. When, it was
2: it was too perfect and also I don't think I don't think the players had this issue, but I did as a fan. I found myself this morning looking at this game in which the Texans were a 10 point underdog as a trap game somehow. Yeah, <laughs> We're thinking about next week when you've got this huge obstacle in front yeah. of you. Yeah. And yeah i'm let down uh this is the kind of game where look if o'brien if o'brien had just lost this game with dignity yeah. Then maybe people wouldn't be talking quite so loudly or often or unanimously about whether he should keep his job. But this is three embarrassing playoff losses right. in either the wild card or divisional round. Right. You have the Chiefs game, embarrassing loss. Right. You have the Colts game last year. Right. Shouldn't, look, if you lose to the Patriots a couple times, fine. But the yeah. Colts game last year and now this game, where they simply were not competing. So yeah. that's the big, the big letdown. Well,
0: yeah. Here's the here are the playoff losses in the Bill O'Brien era, era 2015, 30 to nothing. 2016, 41-28. That was the Patriots' one, but that was. Where they
2: actually looked? That well, was competitive. They, yeah, it was competitive. It, yeah, and yeah. you blame that on Brock. Yeah, well, well,
0: Fuller <laughs> dropping that touchdown pass yeah. too. And then 2018, 21-7, and now 51-31. Yeah. Um, so it's a tough spot, right? It's a tough spot for the organization. Yeah. Because you have this like loud section of the fan base, like, oh, we got to make a change. But mm-hmm. how do you do that? How do you do that I, when you have a coach getting your team consistently to the playoffs I and know. then getting to the divisional round now? How do you do it? How
2: do you do it? Do you remember? Let's see. Well, I know It's you ironic. Do it. Well, oh, Marty man. Schottenheimer with the Chiefs. That's right. Continually making the playoffs, not doing anything with it. Marvin Lewis winning seasons, yeah. not doing anything with it. At some point, is Bill O'Brien simply Marvin Lewis? Is Bill O'Brien, mm-hmm. Marty Schottenheimer just with – Weaker offenses. Right, um, right. At what point? It's there's this thing called the Dalton scale for quarterbacks. All apologies to Andy Dalton, who's a hell of a guy. But <laughs> for a long time, Andy Dalton was kind of looked at as that quarterback that he's he's good enough to be your starter, and he's too good to get rid of, but he's probably not the guy to really take your team above and beyond. Right. And maybe that's what Bill O'Brien is. He's the Andy Dalton slash Marvin Lewis. Yeah. It's weird that Cincinnati is both those guys uh, right of but coaches.
0: so so that's the that's the difference now right yeah. the, the the texans have a quarterback that yeah. could take them to that next level so it's the coach yeah. that's now holding him back especially in the eyes okay we got j.j watt we're gonna go to j.j watt in kansas city now see what he had to say about this
3: And fun. I mean, sports are all about highs and lows. I mean, that's really when you boil it down to it, that's what it's about. It's about people come to the game, people play the game to experience those highs and lows. And today we experienced an extreme high early, um, and then we experienced a hell of a lot of lows uh, as the game went on. And, uh, but, I mean, there's sucked it's not fun I mean but that's what happened and you uh, you wish it didn't happen like that but that's what happened and so now you have to live with that and that's that's what happens when you get into this game when you get into sports is you you live for the highs and you hope to avoid the lows but you have to understand that in order to strive for those highs that you're gonna Potentially face the consequence of the lows that come with it, and shit—that's where we are. We're we're experiencing that low, and it sucks. What sense did you
1: have about the fake hunt and how that was going to be
3: I mean, it's it's our job to go out there after that and get a stop. And as the leader of the defense, I take it on myself to to provide a spark for our defense and to get a stop. And I didn't do that, and so. I put that 100% on me and uh, at any point, not just after the fake punt, at any point. And so and as a defense, we have to go out there and we have to make a stop. Somebody's got to make a play. That's the same thing as last week, same thing as any football game. Somebody's got to make a play to change it, especially when momentum swings like that, and we didn't do it. So I put that on my shoulders.
1: How helpless a feeling was it that they scored
3: touchdowns in seven consecutive? Not good. Not, not a good feeling. Hey JJ, you always find ways to fuel your fire. I'm guessing that you were going to be ready to go into the soft season. I mean, you want to get totally healthy, but uh, it's got to fuel your fire again. Yeah, I mean, there's no uh, – it's not going to be a long break for me. Uh, it's going to be back to work pretty quickly. Obviously, trying to make sure the body's 100% there's not going to be a lot of breakdown, a lot of downtime. It's going to be uh, it's going to be work back to work as quickly as possible. Coming back with the injury,
4: did you feel it was like more difficult on the second week back
3: than it was last um, I mean, it's still you know, back when we made the decision to play we knew, we said week one or week two of the playoffs, it's going to, the risk level is the same, everything's pretty much the same, so um, you know, it's, we try, we try to manage it as best we could, obviously, and um, we know, we knew that running plays were the higher risk plays, so we tried to avoid those and so um, we had a good plan for it but uh, I mean I came out and it's alright so now we'll just get it back to 100% which shouldn't be a problem and uh, we'll go from there. Okay. How do you
1: break down the defense? Like you said you all season
4: long and you missed half of it but there were stretches and you guys just couldn't, couldn't make a play, couldn't get a stop and then that all came in today in one brutal stretch.
3: Yeah, I mean, you, you have to also give them an incredible amount of credit. I mean, it's a great football team with a great coaching staff, uh, great players, and Patrick Mahomes is an incredible player. Those guys deserve a ton of credit. Kelsey, Tyreek, I mean, those guys all deserve a ton of credit. Um, and then on our side, it's just a matter of making a play. It's a matter of finding a way to break up uh, that momentum, that run that they made, and we didn't do it. Um, I mean, I, I could sit here and try and come up with some answer for you, but we we, we just didn't do it. And so, like I said, I put that on there. How
4: different
1: does it feel like a 24 point lead against them? Like, like
3: I mean, like I said, the beginning of the game was <clears throat> exactly how you would write it up, if you could possibly write it up in a script. I mean, you go up 24-0 to on the road in a tough environment, and your special teams making great plays, and, and, then, and then it all... Uh, it all fell apart, and so it's, like I said, highs and lows. Thank Eyes you. Highs and lows. Thank you.
1: <coughs>
0: all right, so that was J.J. Watt uh, at the podium in Kansas City. I want to talk to you about J.J.'s performance. So i got a lot of people... Yeah. I think you know fans are smart in the fact that they realize that, look, J.J. came back. He was good last week mm-hmm. in his play, but, I mean, there were times. And, oh, yeah. and and, there, and there's only so much you can do. You don't play football for eight weeks, and it's just about game shape. Yeah. And it looked like at times, although he was kind of getting pressure there at, towards the back end of yeah. the game, um, it was just tough. It was – It was him, a tough day. He was,
2: he was beating blocks, yeah. but then he didn't have the speed and the acceleration – to make the play. And I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen him diving after a quarterback after he's won as many times as he did today. Yeah. And this is something he told us about last week was he was concerned more about perhaps his wind and his body and recovering from last week's exertion where he played over 50 plays after having two months off. That's a that's taxing on the body. And I think you could see that today. He just, I, I was more worried about his legs. It looked like his upper body strength was just fine. Uh, there were some times in the run game too where it it hurt not just with him with boy the outside linebackers today had a really rough time yeah. versus the outside run. I'll I'll play that tonight on KHOU. I, I had about ten different plays I could right. have chosen from that that showed. Outside linebackers, defensive backs not coming up on those jet sweeps. So a, j- that, a jet sweep. A jet Usually sweep, Usually a jet right. sweep should work a, they did, I mean, a couple Kansas, times a game. Yeah, Kansas City does a nice job yeah. with those. It was impressive. a steady diet. Yeah. It was just one after the other. It felt like every series. So
0: then it's difficult, right, for a defensive coordinator at that point. Yeah. Okay, you're having trouble on that side. Well, you you want to bring pressure because you're not bringing pressure. You're yeah. not getting with your front four. So, like, you're kind of caught in this middle ground that yeah. you don't know what to do, right? Right,
2: right. And, uh, look, I, I guess – could Romeo have been more creative with his blitz packages? I feel like he was pretty creative with it. At some point, guys have to execute mm-hmm. on the field. you got to be able to try to cover guys without grabbing onto them. Lonnie Johnson's a young kid who was probably playing banged up after the first yeah. quarter there. A lot and of those guys were yeah, banged. Yeah. A lot of these guys were. I know Justin Reed's been banged up all year. Yeah. Oh. yeah I know Justin Reed. Uh, I'll tell you. Oh, and Justin Reed with that hit. If I can focus on it. Well, oh, yeah. Man, this is a shame. There were positives in this game. I know. Most of them were just in the first quarter <laughs> or very, very late I at know. the end. Uh, in the fir- it was in the first quarter, Justin Reed with that hit that he had on Tyreek Hill. Oh, huge. Mean, he's mastered the legal hit. Yep. You know, like mm-hmm. in this day and age where it's really hard to legally hit people anymore, mm-hmm. he's like a legal Steve Atwater, you know? <laughs> and Steve Atwater was legal back in the day. Yeah. He'd have been arrested these days for yeah, what he that's used right. to do. And Justin Reed is probably, he's probably one of the few safeties in the NFL that can still intimidate because he's so good at actually laying a legal hit.
0: There were positives. And that adds to the frustration, right? I mean, yeah. it was a great first drive. They get the ball. That's what you want to do on the road. I mean, this is a team that was so bad in the first qu- so bad in the first quarter. And ironically, the know. game they actually ball out in the first quarter, they fall apart in late yeah. in the game. Uh, I, I you know, said you're it, thinking I that
2: before the game, I said it all over our pregame show on six ten a.m. that. If if the Texans scored a touchdown on the first drive, they're gonna win. I I believed it in my soul. (laughs) I thought. And then when they got up to 24 points, you're like, Oh man! I was arrogant. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I was insufferable. Uh, And, And I'll tell you another thing. And I think a lot of people at home feel this way. Travis Kelsey has. Always been one of the more annoying players yeah. in the NFL. He gets you so when Travis Kelsey is the one that's just crushing you. Right. Crushing you. So it what makes could it that they much have, harder to handle? So what could they have done defensively? <sighs> yeah.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. so you obviously see where the game's going. Okay, yeah. he's he's getting open, they're yeah. they're finding him. What could they
2: have done on the fly in that's, that situation okay. to prevent yeah. what happened? Yeah. Um, a couple things one they could have tried to rough him up at the line of scrimmage to do that you need to have some help over the top because Lonnie Johnson's not gonna come up and jam Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. and hold him on the line So then you have to give him a little extra attention even if you're not outright double teaming him You got to commit two guys to him and then that leaves Tyree Hill. that leaves Sammy Watkins. Yeah, Oh, I'll say this, to credit the Chiefs. But at that Chiefs, point, don't you want to have those
0: guys beat you than, rather than Kelsey? Because he, he was doing it so consistently. Right. And at that point in the game, the receivers were having trouble just hanging on to the ball. Well, yeah. But they got momentum because Kelsey is yeah. the type of player that he was. I, I know. don't know, just seeing it, it from no, my perspective.
2: True. Well, and you saw when they tried to go to zone, too. It's the same yep. thing. All those guys, they're so fast. And this mm-hmm. is – the Chiefs, if anything – this year they were as good in offense except for these minor details like actually scoring as many points <laughs> um they weren't as good in the red zone yeah and and sometimes that's kind of flukish sometimes from year to year you're just good in the red zone one year then bad the next uh but it was it, it's it was a reminder today of just how much talent they have offensively yeah. and that the texans despite their record it was a reminder that Texans actually scored fewer points than they had scored on them this year. Mm-hmm. I, I'll credit Bill O'Brien for winning a, com- a bunch of close games. You know, a lot of times people say close games in the NFL, one-score games, are, are basically coin tosses and you can't tell that much from them. O'Brien seems to have a knack from year to yeah. year no, <laughs> winning does these a nice close games. Yeah. But is that the same as being a good enough coach to take the team to the next level? I don't think anybody in Houston's convinced right now, right? Right, no, I, I don't out. think so. I think, yeah. I think
0: people are split. That's how I, I, I said before you got here. I think the fan base is split. There's that one half of the fan base that thinks, okay, well, we're getting into the dance, right? One of these years we're going to break through. Yeah. The other one's like, oh my God, destroy the whole thing, fire everybody, and start over. You Every know what I mean? Every time
2: Deshaun gets hit, you think, all right, is this all right, is it Deshaun's fault or is it that he's not getting the tutelage that right. Pat Mahomes clearly is? Mm-hmm. And now Pat Mahomes has other things going for him, including all that speed we were just talking about. The yeah. so other thing too that's that's hard to tell, and you, you made a good point, early on He was hitting these quick-hitting routes, you know, the quick slant to DeAndre. Um, They were using the running backs in the passing game. Yep. Somewhere along the way. Will Fuller as a decoy. That's right, yeah. Remember that one play
0: they drew up? Will Fuller, instead of going deep, the the safeties backed off, and he just stopped his route right to the first down mark, got a first down. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that's where sometimes, I think, some places where the Texans' offense is stalled out is in – the receivers and or Deshaun Watson adjusting to pressure, adjusting the blitzes and changing their routes, mm-hmm. option routes where they break off a route when they see there's a blitz to give Deshaun a quick option. Sometimes those quick options just aren't there. Sometimes you could say it's just the flat out call in the huddle that's not getting guys open enough either. If you look at Kyle Shanahan in uh, some of these offensive coordinators, they get guys open a lot through route combinations through running the ball yeah. effectively. Some of the, the running of the football in my opinion, isn't where it should be either. Just where, because at times the offensive line, including the tight ends, they don't look crisp and clear enough in who they're blocking yeah. and and sorting out their assignments. And it's been going on for several years now. I felt like it got better this year, but I don't know if maybe that's just because they were a more athletic offensive yeah. line. So, so they, a, they were better because they were more athletic and, and well, better football players, but not necessarily a better unit overall. Yeah,
0: it'll be nice to see Titus Howard come back next yeah. year
2: when he's healthy because he looks so
0: good yeah. there early on. Um, yeah, let's going over some oh, other. Oh, one time of possession. We did. There you go. Yeah, time right, of right, possession yeah. in Houston's <laughs> favor. You know what else? Total yards. Was that total yards? Or total yards. Them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> got them by eight. Um, you know, Texas the, had more passing yards, but that, the penalties got them. They had eight penalties. Yeah. Uh, that that hurt. Have you ever um, been a part of a game where, on the defensive side of the ball, you're going up against an offense that like, is so affected? You're kind of wondering in the moment, like, oh my god. Like, yeah, I well, do what are I we going to do? do here? Like, have, you got well, to stem the tide yeah. somehow. How I, are you going to
2: do Have you ever been a part of a game I remember like that? we played, uh, when I was with Jacksonville, we played the Seahawks once. Oh, I'll say twice. I played the Seahawks with Jacksonville. I played the Seahawks with the Texans. <laughs> Let's see, one time it was with Sean Alexander as the running back who was oh, just yeah. crushing us. Right. The other time was the year we ended up going 2-14, and 14, and we were in that stadium, which is a much more intimidating place to play than Arrowhead Stadium, and it, it does, it's a helpless feeling. Yeah. You know, it's... You don't have any answers. You're trying to keep your composure and not flip out and be finger pointing in the huddle on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't devolve into a Pop Warner team. Uh, but that's what it was like today. You don't have any answers no. for it. And and Romo kept pointing it out that I think Romo I think Romo maybe was giving Andy Reid a little more credit for figuring out what the Texans were doing. Mm-hmm. I, know, like, I don't mean to take anything away from Andy Reid. Andy Reid did a really good job of attacking the weaknesses. And, right. and one thing Andy Reid does that some coaches surprisingly aren't good at is when he knows something's working, he doesn't try to get too clever and go away from it. He just yeah. keeps hammering it. Like oh, those boy, jet he, sweets. He, he just, did today. Yeah, if we can hit the edges. The Texans were acting at times like they thought the hash marks were the sidelines. On defense. <laughs> <laughs> like they were just like, oh, oh there Oh, my god! <laughs> <laughs> you must be out of bounds. There we go.
0: You talked about the red zone. Yeah. Um Conversions. Kansas City was 7
2: of 8 today in the red seven zone. 7 of 8 in the red zone. 7 of 8 in the red zone, Another big, yeah. Another big talk pregame was, hey, th- this is an area of opportunity that they yeah. aren't that good in the red zone. They're, well, they're not as good as they used to be in the red zone.
0: And I think that's why, and now we were talking about it, about gauging momentum, not just the players on the field. Yeah. But you also, in that situation as a coach, you have to gauge momentum in the environment that you're in, mm-hmm. right? So it's 24 to 7, going back to the fake punt. It's 24 to 7. I get that you want to make a play, but in that situation, you have to take everything into account because Kansas City had not driven the ball the length of the field on you yeah. that whole time prior to that, right? Yeah. So it was a big kickoff return, got it on, te- on the te- Texan side of the field. Then after that, that's when the fake
2: punt happened. right?
0: So And then after that, the fumble. Yeah. So like there were three straight possessions that they went under 50 yards to score touchdowns. Yeah. You have to make them drive the it ball the length of the work, field, right? Make
2: them work yeah. for it at the very least. And again. I, don't, I think that was as much a sign of what was going to happen as it was a cause, yeah. not converting that fake point. At that point, you know, if it, if it were the sign or the thing that changed the course of the game, then maybe the Texans would have given up 14 more points yeah. at that point or, or 17. They wouldn't have just let up touchdown after touchdown That's after right. touchdown. Would you there, have, was something, there was something more at the core issue there.
0: They asked Bill O'Brien about going for it on that fourth and one um, because he said he knew he had to score more than 24 points. In this game so the question was well if you knew that then why didn't you go for it yeah right would yeah. you have gone for it on that fourth and one now there was a breakdown in communication with the play it i was think a they short had to, one wasn't it yeah it was a i would have gone for it because
2: yeah. again for the same reason you just said look even if you don't convert you still have field position mm-hmm. and that would have been the proverbial stepping on the throat but in right. a, it's a risk you take at that point which is a manageable risk because you still have field position the last time o'brien Try to fake punt I believe was in the Indianapolis game in our own it was in our own True. Territory, yes in our own territory and it worked out it worked yeah. out really well It was at the beginning of the third quarter and it was a gutsy move but he felt that it was going to be a low possession game and they were going to have to take their chances it right. worked out there this didn't feel like the same kind of risk-taking situation mm-hmm. this didn't feel this unless also I mean the really weird thing that I don't even want, I don't even want to say what I'm about to say, and you certainly just, don't want to hear it. We're in a venting session, so it's fine. <laughs> Maybe O'Brien had a better clue of what his defense was up against and what their yeah. limitations were. It was just a matter like, of time that that uh, yeah. that dam was going to burst. Yeah, on which that I side of the ball, right? I'd like. I'd, on one hand, I don't want my coach to think that way. On the <laughs> other hand, all right, he's cold. <laughs> he's you know, a realist, he's, right? I mean, he's it, coolly analytic in that sense. Yeah, right. I, I think a lot of times we spend a lot of time wishing bill o'brien were more bold or more risk-taking and i think he's done that this year he has
0: he's been great on fourth down a lot
2: more so this year he's been river riverboat bill yeah
0: yeah so deshaun watson is talking right now at the podium we're gonna try to have him here um so i guess for for you going into this off season know this instant reaction where do you focus
2: Oh, I didn't want to think about this. <laughs> Just real, quick, real quick. I think look, I think on uh Kyle right? McNair and Bill O'Brien have to have a real long talk. Maybe a maybe a weekend retreat about <laughs> what are you gonna do about the offensive play calling, the offensive structure, the offensive coordinator. Mike Vrabel is a defensive coach. He got a head coaching job, he hired a defensive coordinator, a very old and experienced yep. and very good. Defensive coordinator pay off. Yeah. Bill O'Brien is an offensive minded head coach who's never hired a genuine offensive coordinator And it hasn't worked out so far So maybe William O'Brien the general manager needs to have a talk with (laughs) Bill O'Brien the head coach and say look buddy I love you, but you're a better head coach than you are coordinator. I can't I just can't see Bill giving up the reins I know he's so stubborn. I
0: know I think secondary you got to probably go get some help in the secondary Um, Maybe get another guy up front defensively. I think offensively Really, if you look at the pieces, you got to think like they didn't have Lamar Miller. Like, sometimes you, he's lost in the shuffle. He yeah. got hurt early on in the yeah. season. Imagine with the offense. I, I mean, Carlos' Hyde was great, but Lamar Miller's so much more explosive
2: this is in where that it, position. Yeah, and this is where it gets interesting with the general manager, Bill O'Brien, mm-hmm. because you've got a lot of first round picks invested on the offensive side of the ball already. Right. Unfortunately, Will Fuller doesn't, doesn't show up all the time. Yeah, but they're um, going to probably bring but him they're back. they'll probably bring him back. Yeah. So I think one area offensively is the tight end. We know Bill O'Brien would love to have a good tight end mm-hmm. or two, like he had in like he had in New England when he was there. Yeah. But it's hard to just go out and get a guy like Travis Kelsey because he's a free agent. You yeah, have to you rely have on the the free agents. Tight ends, you can get good quality ones in the second round. George Kittle was, uh, I think, a second rounder. Yeah, um, Iowa. Yeah. So it's it's not that you have to go out and spend a first rounder, but. You have limited draft choices high up. How many of them are you going to spend on offense? How many are you going to spend on defense? And to get a pass rusher in free agency, you can do it. You're going to have mm-hmm. to overspend a little bit. But some of that free agency money, they got about 50 some million dollars right now. they got to re-sign Deshaun. they are probably extend Deshaun this year. Probably. And they got to give Laramie Tunsell an extension, too. Because yeah, so, his agent's got a blank check. Yeah.
0: After trading away two first-round picks. it's like,
2: What if Tunsil held out?
0: gosh. <laughs> Seth, no more stress, okay. please. We don't need to talk about that. Uh, Deshaun is wrapping up at the podium now. Let's see if we can cue up his audio here in a little bit. Uh, yeah, a lot of questions. <clears throat> Whether or not – I mean, if you say a retreat for Cal McNair and Bill O'Brien, that that'll be an interesting time. A retreat? A retreat? Yeah, a like retreat. a
2: weekend. They could go up to uh, – They should they go, go, go up to Grapevine, Texas, where the NCAA playoff committee meets <laughs> and just, uh, you know, kind of recreate oh, some of that magic. Oh, man. I say draft as many guys from Clemson as possible. I yeah. love these Clemson kids. Um, by the way, with the championship game coming
0: do you think Dabble Sweeney ever gets an opportunity?
2: I don't know if he wants it. He's such a college guy. Yeah, he's a college guy. You know, guy. Like, college, like, and I love him, and I think he's completely 100% genuine with the way he is with those kids. But sometimes, sometimes that 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 act—I don't want to call it an act—but you know what I'm saying? No, no, no. I know what you that mean. That can that it can may, lose its effectiveness over time with <laughs> the saying, NFL locker room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Like maybe I'm too cynical and jaded. <laughs> but I think he's so good at what he does, and part of it is his ability to recruit because he is genuine. Like he's genuine with those kids, and I think that resonates with parents. Right. I don't know. I don't know if he. I don't know if you would enjoy it in the NFL as yeah. much. It's you know, different, yeah. I think Lincoln Riley, I feel like he would enjoy the challenge of the NFL. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously Matt Rule. Yes, will, like a younger guy to yeah. the other challenge, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I don't, I don't know. I know. I know there's a lot of, boy, if, if Dabo came here. Wow. <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying. So it opens up all sorts of possibilities.
0: And I bring up Dabo because it does look like we may have Deshaun Watson here who just walked from the podium. And we do have Deshaun. Let's cue him up. Let's see what the quarterback had to say about this 51-31 loss to Kansas City.
4: momentum switch and we couldn't get it back. That was pretty much it. Why do you
3: think that is to show
4: that you couldn't get it back? I mean home field the advantage. They you know, kept making plays. Um, crowd got into it. We couldn't overturn the momentum. That was pretty much it.
1: Do you have any disbelief right now? You're up 24 nothing. You're in control but it was still early. And the way things are fleshed
4: out. I mean that's playoff football. Two great teams going at it. Going back and forth. Um, we're going to deal with adversity and uh, we couldn't flip the script. That was pretty much the whole thing. When you scored the uh, touchdown late to cut it to 10, you guys, obviously, you still talk. You guys still make something happen. Anything on the sidelines? you feel totally different energy? I mean, the game is never over. I mean, regardless if we're down 10, 24, you seen it last week, 16. And we turned it around in the fourth quarter. So the game is never over. We're going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep fighting as long as I'm on that field and I'm healthy. Um, and keep pushing to try to get points. And, you know, we couldn't could not do that, and you know they did a good job of you know holding us from you know scoring extra points. This
1: the most disappointing loss of your brief career?
4: Uh, No, I mean of course it's the last one, so it is. But man, I mean, it happens. It goes you know along, and you know it happens in everyone's career, and you know you just keep pushing forward and learn from it. Just every the
1: football team will change. Guys will come and go. What do you think about the new that you have? I
4: mean, the future is bright for this organization, for the city, for this team, for this locker room, uh, everything. So um, there's no way that I'll be discouraged uh, for the future. Uh, it's all positive And, you know, we did so much this season. Uh, we went through so much ups and downs. And, um, you know, for us to be able to be one of the final eight teams is, uh, is huge. Um and there's a lot of teams at home that wish that we were in this position to play in this game. And, you know, it was a great atmosphere. It was a great, I mean, it was fun. It was two great, like I said, two great teams competing, going at each other. And, you know, uh, we just didn't go our way today.
1: How disappointed are you for the organization, your
4: teammates, and for your for the city? Um, I mean, I'm not really disappointed. I mean, like I said, it's NFL football. We just didn't go our way. The ball didn't bounce our way in the second half. Um, went from the second quarter to the rest of, uh, rest of the game. So. No need to be disappointed. Like I said, I'm I'm very encouraged for this organization, for this team, for the city. And um, I mean, you might be disappointed, but I'm not. Um, as long as I'm in this organization, I'm in the city. We're definitely gonna be in games like this. So uh, we're just gonna keep pushing forward and, and keep moving. Did
3: you have to talk after the game? Yeah, we did. I mean, the
4: same stuff. You know, congratulated him, and he did the same thing, and told him to go, you know, take it all and, and stay healthy. And he told me he hit me up this off season, and we'll get together. And, you know, keep pushing forward and, and try to get better.
3: Um,
4: over my career, for sure. I mean, high school, college, there's definitely been uh, shifts and, and swings. But you know, that's that's playing football um, and, and, and being able to try to you know stop the adversity as as much as you can and, and try to stop try to stop those swings. But I can say it just didn't go our way and they did a good job of, of keeping that momentum going. When you tell the story of the 2019 season, how would you describe it? A uh, hard-fought team that that had a lot of new guys that came together um, and we played as one. We played together. Um, it was a very uh, family atmosphere. Uh, we had a lot of fun, um, even through the, the bad times, but the good times. Um, we had a lot of energy and, and we brought a lot of, uh, spark for this organization. And, um, you know, this organization is, is still on the rise and it's still new and, you know, the best is yet to come. you think a the is the right coach to lead you guys? No doubt. I mean, you might have doubt, but there's no doubt. I mean, I love that man. I'm going to play hard for that man and I mean, y'all can say whatever y'all want to say you know, through all the media and all the writing, but as long as I'm at quarterback, he's, he's cool with me. You know, he's got my heart. He's going to get all my 110 percent every time I step on that field. So y'all can say whatever, but I'ma always be rooting for that man and, and gonna play hard for him. So. What do you think about
1: the way DeAndre played after that? His ribs X-rayed at the half and he kept going right
4: back out there. Uh, man, that's just the heart and will he have. He wants to win. He wants to compete. And he wants to continue to, you know, try to do whatever he can to, you know, try to get us, you know, on top to win the game. So uh, it's not no surprise for me. And you know, he's a tough player. He's a he's a he's a great person. He's a great teammate, and that's what he wanted to do, is be out there for his teammates. Sean, so you mentioned that
1: you're more encouraged than disappointed. Was that your message
3: to your teammates after you hit the
4: game, or what did you tell them? You no, know, I mean, of course everyone was down bad, but uh, you know, just keep your head up, and you know, it was a great year. I loved everyone that was in that locker room that put everything on the line, and um, for all the guys, who knows what's going to happen this offseason, but for all the guys that's going to be back, You know, let's keep going and use this motivation to, in the offseason to get better, and. and uh, you know, next time around, you know, we we'll win this type of game. Was
1: there
4: any discussion? One. Was there any discussion, you know, last night or today, like good fellas, we win this one. The next game would be at NRG. I mean, we all knew it. I mean, everyone saw it. Everyone knew it. Uh, but we were just focused on this game, and we started fast, but we didn't finish it.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Are we done. Yeah, that's it. we done. <laughs> all right. That was uh, quarterback Deshaun Watson. Um, he had his moments in this one, but the yeah. Texans lose 51-31. I thought it was interesting there towards the end. He was asked about Bill O'Brien. He said he's always going to play hard for him. It's kind of the character of, of Watson. He's, he's that type yeah. of player, uh, but that question is going to linger. So we'll have a lot more analysis about this game on Sports Extra tonight and on KHU 11 News. We're going to break this thing down. We're going to hear from the other guys in the locker room, Matt Musel's in Kansas City. For now, one final thought from you, Seth. What do you think? I'm trying
2: not to cry. But also, <laughs> they, need, they need to get a better pass rush. The, defensively, you have to rush the passer. They didn't rush the passer well tonight. JJ, I give a complete pass to for mm-hmm. even showing up in the postseason. And he did generate pressure. He just didn't have the, the legs to get it done. Beyond that, more guys got to show up. And some of that means they got to bring in new personnel.
0: Aren't you going to love the questions about what we're going to do with Bill O'Brien oh, yeah, over the next a, two or three months? Long, well, really? For, a a long for time. the next six months at least. Yeah, until at least. the next
2: it's a playoffs now. Know. It's turned into yeah. Hey, all right, yeah. I look, I appreciate I don't mind I don't want to sound ungrateful about all that, I know. the division championships. I know. But, but you gotta get over the hump. Exactly. At
0: some point you gotta do it. All right, Seth, thanks for joining us. We'll see you later tonight. Thanks for joining us here on Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, all these social media apps. We will check you out a little later. Thanks.